From the headquarters of Team Cowboy, coming to you all the way from Anderson, South Carolina, this is the Finance Cowboy Show, where we're going to teach you how you can create your dream life through the greatest asset in the world, real estate. I'm your host, Jaron Sustar, and I went from having zero properties in 2018 to a portfolio of over $5 million worth of real estate by 2021. And I am excited to be able to teach you all the lessons, tips, and tricks that I have learned throughout my journey, while also introducing you to some of the greatest real estate minds in this entire world. So without further ado, let's get this party started. You've heard other people talk about using private money to buy real estate deals. You may even have people who are in your corner that are interested in lending to you as a private lender, but you just don't know how to structure those contracts. I'm going to break it down for you. Private money lenders, hard money lenders, using other people's money to buy real estate, the bird strategy you guys have probably heard. If you listen to this episode, you've probably listened to other real estate podcasts or read books or saw somebody on social media who talks about using other people's money to buy real estate. That's been a huge part of my personal story. In 2018, my wife and I bought our first two rentals and we used all the capital that we had on hand. So we had saved up a bunch of money. We put 20% as a down payment on both of these properties. And then we did the rehab with our own money. It was great because by the end of 2018, we had two really nice rental properties. The downside was we had used all of our capital and now we didn't have any more money left to go add properties to our portfolio. And if you know anything about real estate, the big money is in scaling over time. That's what changes your life is how can we continue to add units on top of each other? Well, to do that, you have to have access to capital somewhere. The problem is most of us, unless we're just unbelievably wealthy, the normal people like myself and probably a lot of you watching this video is we don't have an unlimited resource of cash in our personal bank accounts. So what does that mean? That means we can settle to not scale and have a small portfolio that, yeah, will have an impact on our lives when we get to our retirement age, but we won't really have an impact on the front end of our lives in our younger years because it's going to take so long for those two to three rental properties to really change our lives. Or we can say, we don't have the money in our personal bank account, but let's go get it from somebody else because there's somebody in our network, our friends, family, coworkers, other investors, partners that have capital that they want to deploy. Listen, the one thing that I've learned in real estate is money is plentiful. Money is plentiful. The deals, I don't want to say they're hard to come by, but the deals are the harder part of the equation. If you can learn how to find good deals, you can get money. Find deals, get money. Find deals, get money. And when we have this understanding, it just opens up a world of opportunity that is going to allow us to change our lives in a very, very, very short amount of time. My wife and I bought those first two in 2018. In 2019, we bought 19 units. So two in 2018, 19 in 2019. By 2020, we have become millionaires and our lives were starting to change. Now, when you become a millionaire, it's not like you just wake up and all of a sudden everything's gravy. Now, a million dollars is a good start, but it doesn't completely just change everything about your life. But you start to see a little bit of freedom. You start to get a little bit of breathing room in your finances. And the craziest thing that happens is that starts to compound. You guys have heard the principle of compound. And so let's say you have $100,000 net worth. Well, that net worth of 100 grand takes longer to get to a million than that million does to get to 2 million. And that 2 million to get to 3 million. And it just snaps snowballs very, very quickly. And so if you can climb that mountain and scale fast at a bunch of properties of that portfolio by utilizing the Burr method and other people's money, then we can almost just sit and let time do its thing. But if we're going to execute this strategy of scaling, then we have to be able to utilize other folks' money. And to utilize other folks' money, we need to know how to structure those deals to give us 
the best chance for success in our deals and to make our lenders happy and wanting to come back for more. I utilize the Burr strategy personally, which is where I buy, rehab, rent, refinance, and repeat. It is the best strategy to buy real estate. I don't care what any other person says on planet earth. There's no better way to buy real estate than utilizing the Burr method because we're going to go in and we're going to buy a property undervalued. It's usually distressed, which means it needs a little bit of work and it's at a discount. We're going to use somebody else's money to buy that property where they're going to take somebody else's money and we're going to go and rehab that property. We're going to do what's called forced appreciation. We're going to make it worth more immediately. That's just a fancy word for rehab makes it worth more to buy it ugly and undervalued, make it pretty. Now it's instantly worth more. We're going to get a tenant in place and then we're going to go to a small local bank and we're going to do a cash out refinance. So that small local bank is going to order you a new appraisal on the property. Now you got to remember from where we bought it to where we are today, it should be worth a lot more because it was ugly. We made it pretty. Now it's worth a lot more bank orders. The appraisal appraisal comes back and that small local bank writes you a check for 80% of that new appraised value. You take that check, you put it in your bank account, you pay your private lender back plus their interest. They're super happy. They've made money. You own a property without having any or little of your own money in the deal. And we go and repeat this. And that's what my wife and I have done to be able to scale the massive portfolio that we have today. And that's something that I think everybody listening to this video should start doing. But to do that, we're going to end up utilizing private money. And we got to know how to set those deals up to have success. And so I want to walk you through a few different ways that I love to structure these private money deals to give me success and to also make my lender coming back for more. Number one, my favorite way to structure a private money deal looks like this. No money down from me. We're going to pay interest only payments to the private money lender. The interest only payments are not going to be due monthly. Instead, we're going to accrue that interest over the life of the loan and then pay it all back at the end after the refinance, if we're keeping it as a rental or after we sell the property, if we are flipping it, we want to leave this loan out for 365 days. So when we work with a private lender, the types of loans that we're doing are usually, we'll talk about something different, but usually in this case called bridge loans. So these loans are in place to get us to bridge us from buying the property undervalued, rehabbing it to then where we can refinance it on the back end with a bank. If we're doing the burst strategy and keeping it as a rental or sell it, if we're flipping it, but we want to give ourselves enough breathing room where some people get in trouble is when they do a private lending deal and they give themselves 60 days. So they'll do a loan with a private lender and then they'll have to pay that lender back within 60 days. Well, if a project goes longer, something happens, crap hits the fan, you have a family emergency, and now you owe this private money lender all these thousands or hundreds of thousands of dollars, and you can't come up with it in 60 days, you've put yourself in a tough situation. And so from my standpoint and how I teach our students to do it is give yourself some breathing room. 365 days is plenty enough time, in my opinion, to get the job done. Now, we don't want to take a year on these projects, obviously. Like we want to buy these properties, fix them up, and then refinance out and have them rented within three to six months tops. But if crap goes wrong, which I've had that happen, especially on the flip side of things, we want to have that buffer in there so we don't hurt ourselves financially by taking a risky short-term loan. Now, can you go longer on these loans than just a year? 100%. But for standard, that's usually what these bridge loans look like. And I would stay away from anything shorter than a year. As far as what do you pay for interest? It's going to be what are the interest rates in the private and hard money sector at that time. Now, obviously you want to shoot your shot and try to get the best interest rate possible. So you can talk to a private money lender and ask them, 
hey, what are you looking to get an interest? Because they may have never really invested before, only just kept money in savings where they're not making anything. And instead of you just saying, hey, can I pay you 14% interest? Or hey, can I pay you 12% interest? Ask them, what are you looking to get an interest? Because you may be able to save yourself a lot of money. You may walk to a private money lender and he say, you know, I'm looking to get eight to nine percent. Well, you were going to pitch 12 to 13 percent, but now your spread is a lot larger and you've saved yourself some buckaroos on this particular project. So be slow to speak, ask questions, listen, gather your information, and then make your pitch. Standard, though, is you're going to pay whatever rates are going. So at the time of this recording, which is at the end of October of 2023, rates in the private and hard money sector are anywhere from 10% to 14%, depending on how you structure the deal. Buy your first or next real estate deal in the next 90 days guaranteed or we'll continue coaching you until you do. That's my guarantee if you join my rental academy. I've stumbled upon a process that is so powerful that I can sit here today and say, you can come into my world and buy your first deal in the first 90 days. And if you don't, I'm going to keep coaching you until you do. What we've done in the Rental Academy is we've removed all the roadblocks for you. I've already chosen the market for you. You're going to have leads generated automatically. Myself and my team is going to work with you to analyze those leads. When you pull the trigger on a property that you want to buy and you need to fund it, we've got lenders in place. And after you've closed on it, if you need to rehab it, great. We've got contractors in place. And if you want to keep it as a rental, we've got property managers in place. So you come into our world, we plug you into a proven system, make it easy for you so you can have success in your real estate investing journey. If you're interested, you can go to cowboysacademy.com or if you go down to the show notes of this episode, click the link that says Cowboys Rental Academy and it will take you to your next steps there. If you've been struggling finding good real estate deals, I've got a solution for you. It's REI Call Center. REI Call Center has professionally trained and managed cold callers to help you scale your real estate business. I think they give you somewhere around like 1,500 cold calls per day. Their clients have closed around $10 million from the leads they brought in. They got close to 200 clients going right now. And they're really more than just cold callers. Yes, they have their team of professionals who are making their calls, but they have weekly trainings and Q&A calls for yourself. They have training videos. They've got Slack channels with dedicated people to make sure you're successful. They've got checklists, cheat sheets, you name it. They've got you covered to make sure you are successful in your real estate journey. Well, how does it all work? Well, step one, you're going to pull a targeted list working with them from PropStream so that you can target the certain locations that you want to start buying properties in. Second, they're going to use their Zen call platform to start calling 1,500 calls a day per cold caller. They're going to then upload all the leads into Asana. You have a view of them and you can go attack and start buying the properties that you see that pique your interest without having to do any other work. Look, I have worked a W-2 job while building my real estate portfolio. I've been raising a family the entire time, so I haven't had time to go and cold call myself. And that's where a company like REI Call Center comes into effect to be able to take that load off your plate so that you can generate leads, close more deals, and build that portfolio. We can reach out to them at reicallcenter.com or if you go to the show notes of this episode, you will see a link that will take you directly to them. I've worked with hard money lenders where I have to put a few bucks down and it's 10.5%. I've done another product with a hard money lender where you haven't had to put much money down at all, and it was 12.5%. I've worked with a private money lender who wanted 14%, but no money down. He just wrote you a check and said, good luck. You don't have to give me any collateral down as a down payment. I just want first position on the house. I also have another private lender who lends me money at around 10%. I have another private lender where I have a line of equity with this person, and this line of equity is at 5 
five and a half percent and I just pay them every month to keep it, but I can go utilize this however I want. So you guys see the different structures that you can have. The beautiful thing about private money is it's not set. Now, when you deal in the hard money space, they set those rates. Hey, this is what we will lend you as a hard money lender. And so oftentimes private money lenders will piggyback off of that because those are the typical industry standards for whatever the environment is with interest rates in the real estate world at that particular time. But the goal for us is to get the lowest interest rate we can possibly get without taking advantage of our private lender and without hurting our chances of working with them in the future. Because I can tell you, if they start dabbling in the private lender space, and say you're the first person they work with and you just take them to the woodshed and get 4% interest because they don't know any better, and then they find out that the markets are at 12%, 14%, they're probably not going to want to keep working with you moving forward. You may have heard a relationship. And the way I always look at this game is, look, guys, there is enough money for everybody. Yes, we want to get good deals in business and in life, but you have to remember that relationships are the most important thing. And so keep that in the back of your mind when you're negotiating. You guys ever work with people who you can tell like at whatever cost, they're going to get the best deal possible at whatever cost. Doesn't matter if you guys continue to be friends. Doesn't matter if it makes them look like a bad person. Doesn't matter anything. They just want the best deal no matter what. That's a dangerous place to play in my opinion, because the only thing we have in life is our reputation. If that becomes your reputation that you'll burn everything down just to get what's best for you, you're not going to make a lot of friends and friends and acquaintances and partners is what's going to take you higher and higher in life. So just be careful when you're doing that. Be a good person. Do the right thing. Be honest. Now, one thing about the interest is it's amortized over 12 months. So for example, let's say somebody gives you $100,000 as a private loan and interest is 10%. You don't automatically pay them $10,000 in interest just because it's 10% of $100,000. We're going to amortize that over 12 months. So if somebody gives you a $100,000 loan as a private lender, we're then going to multiply that, let's say by 10%, which is $10,000. Then we're going to take that $10,000 and divide it by 12. And so your payment's going to be 833 bucks a month. And we're going to make interest-only payments, all right? So if the project takes you five months, take 833, multiply it by five, that gives us 4166 bucks that we paid in interest to our lender. That's it. We don't have to pay them 10 grand. It's not the lender gives you $100,000, they want a 10% return, they get 10 grand no matter what. No, it's per month based on what you owe them by the time the project is completed, whether that's through a refinance on the bank, through a burr, or the sale of a property through a flip. You guys tracking with me on that? That's very important. I think a lot of people get caught up. How can you make money using private or hard money lenders if they're charging 10, 12, 14% on $200,000? You know, well, that's a guaranteed 20 to 30 grand you have to give them. No, it's not. It's broken up over those 12 months and you only pay back for how long you have that loan out. So I hope that makes sense and put some of your minds at ease for those of you who thought, man, this just is going to never make any sense. It's too much money. I have to pay an in interest. Well, it's not true. We busted that myth today. So let's recap real quick. The loan I just talked about no money down interest only payments for 365 days. You try to get the most advantageous interest you can without being a scumbag. You want to try and accrue that interest over time. So instead of having to pay monthly, we want to say, hey man, instead of paying you monthly interest, I'll pay you the lump sum at the end because that lowers our holding cost. And the interest is amortized over the life of the loan. Now this is kind of a base for where we want to start when dealing with private lenders, but there are so many different directions that we can go outside of this. 
So, for example, instead of no money down, a private money lender may want a small fee down for you to have some skin in the game. That's okay. That's part of the deal. We want to try and negotiate, depending on what your goals are, to not have to put money into the deal if that's what you're trying to do. But if you have to, that's okay. That's pretty standard in this industry. The whole key is if we're utilizing the Burr method, we're buying undervalued on the front end, you're still going to get the amount of money you put in the deal on the back end after the refinance or if you're flipping on the sell. Interest-only payments are going to be pretty standard all the way through, so we want to keep that the same. One thing that may change in negotiations with private lenders is we want to try and accrue that interest over the life of the loan instead of paying monthly. But it's pretty common to pay private lenders monthly interest payments. That's okay. You're not paying any more money. It's just increasing your holding costs. And so now you have to come up with a monthly payment every month instead of not having that monthly payment and just paying that lump sum after you've got your refi check or your sell check. Not a big deal, but that is a variation of what you might come across when you're dealing with private lenders. Now, this video is about private lending. That's what I've been talking about, but I want to hit on you can have an equity partner that also kind of works as the lender, so to speak. Not even the lender, but the money guy. So you find good deals. You don't have a ton of money or you don't want to put a bunch of money in a deal or any money. You find somebody who does. You guys go in as partners and instead of them being a lender, they actually keep equity in the deal. You guys have a joint LLC together. You have an operating agreement that spells out exactly who owns what. And then you move forward buying real estate like that. I've done deals that way, both in the rental space and in the flip space. So a lot of times on my flips, instead of having to pay interest only payments or any interest at all to my private lenders, they don't act as lenders. They come into the deal, they fund the entire deal, but I found the deal and I managed the rehab project. And then when we sell on the back end, we take the profits and we split them right down the middle, 50-50. They get their money back plus the 50% profits. And then I get the 50% profits that I was due because I found the deal and managed the project. And so that is a fantastic way to go about it. I always encourage folks, make sure you know the person you're going into a partnership with and make sure that you use somebody that you trust. And make sure that you use a professional to type up the operating agreement. So I personally use Prime Corporate Services. I'll have my team put the Prime Corporate Services link down below. They set up my holding company, my trust, my LLCs, all my operating agreements, whether it's just with myself or with my partners. That way we all have it spelled out. Nobody's mad. It's all business and we don't ruin relationships over failure of communication. One more way that you can structure private lending deals that I want to talk about is using them as the gap funding with hard money. So when you work with hard money lenders, they are folks who will lend you somewhere between 85 and 100% of a purchase price of a property and then 100% of the rehab. So let's say you're working with a hard money lender like Backflip Capital, and they're going to lend you 85% of the purchase price, 100% of the rehab. That means you got to come up with 15% of the down payment. Well, if you have that yourself, you could go and tie up that money of yours as a down payment. Or what I like to do is use a private money lender to bring that down payment for me. I will especially do this with a private money lender who's never done big deals with me before. It's a great way to get new lenders feet wet working with you because instead of asking them for the entire purchase and rehab of a property, you're saying, hey man, I just need 15% of this purchase price. I'll pay you 12% interest. And as soon as I refi or sell this loan, I'll pay it back to you. Are you down with that? And a lot of people can stomach wiring you 10, 15, maybe $20,000 for 15% 
of a down payment for a project compared to doing the whole project. So this is a great way to get lenders into the door. One thing that you have to understand is when you bring a private lender into that situation, they are in what's called second position on that lien. So if you were to default on that home, your hard money lender is going to be first position. So they're going to have all those legal rights first. And then if there's any scraps left over, then that second position is then going to be able to get their money after the first position, which is going to be the hard money lender gets all of their. So there is a little bit of risk there uh, being that second position lien holder instead of the first position. But it's a fantastic way to get people into the game with you that trust you, but they're just not quite ready to give you that huge lump sum of money yet. So where do you go to put all these contracts together? Like I've given you the ideas of how you can structure different deals. How do you make it official? Well, you can go to a local real estate attorney if you have one, or I love to get my documents off of Law Depot. Our team should have put the link in the bio for Law Depot. I go on there and I will literally draw up a private lender contract. I will spell it out exactly how I was telling you guys I do it today. So obviously there's some variances depending on the exact interest we agree, agree on, whether I'm going to accrue interest or pay monthly. But once me and the lender nail all of that down, you can literally go to Law Depot, pull up a private money lender contract and have it all spelled out right there for you. They're going to sign it. You're going to sign it. You have your agreement in place. And now you can go and start burring properties or flipping properties using other people's money. And when you do that, the game's going to change for you. I'm telling you, just prepare yourself. You start utilizing other people's money. You're going to open yourself up to an entire new world of wealth. And it'll probably be one of the best decisions you ever made. So I hope this video helped you. If it did, please like this video and subscribe to my channel. That's the only way I'm able to get this message out to other folks. And then I got two other videos right here that are pretty freaking awesome. You should check out. Guys, thank you so much. I'll see you next time.